Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. It's Center for Victory. We're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory. With me today, a very special person, uh, Pastor Dan Min. He leads a church at Penn State. We are, right? We are. Uh, Alliance Christian Fellowship. He's been uh, married to his college sweetheart or high school sweetheart? College College sweetheart, yep. Sweetheart of 14 14 years and has two lovely boys, and they've been at Penn State for six years now, I believe. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Well, welcome, Dan. It's great to have you. Thanks, Eric. Good to be here with you, man. And uh, we're going to get in. This, This month, we've been really dedicated to, you know, it's National Mental Health Awareness Month. And our theme for this month is get your mind right. And I thought, you know, really turn to you. I've heard you speak a couple times. Um, You've had, you spoke a lot of truth into our son, and we're greatly appreciative of that. But uh, really about, you know, what's going on in our mind. Give us some tips and things like that. So the first question, Dan, for you is how do you go about managing your own personal health? Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, Eric, let me just first, before I answer that question, I, I, I should add to the introduction piece, my greatest honor and privilege that I have is pastoring your son, Josiah. So let's just put that out there as well. I love Josiah. I love the young man that he is, and uh, he's continuing to grow and to be. It's a joy to watch him grow uh, at Penn State. But um, yeah, how do I manage my own personal health? That's a great question, one that I, um, I'm always wrestling with. And um, I would say probably the, the, the top thing for me uh, when it comes to mental health, I, I love this, the, the whole get your mind right also. It's just such a, I think that's a, a, a primary theme as, as I work with college students and university students. Um, there's just so much stuff that's jacked up in their heads here that like getting your mind right, man, that is like, man, that, that'll preach. That'll preach for sure. Um, and so for me, getting my mind right entails prioritizing what's most important. Uh, for me, uh, if, I, if my priorities are out of whack, um, man, my life just tailspins out of control. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it, it's, it's important to manage your time. Time management is of utmost importance. And, and to that, I'd say, yes, it, it is. But even more so important than that is managing your priorities. Priorities uh, dictate and determine how you lead your life. And uh, Eric, you know, this the, the tyranny of the urgent, as they say, finds a way to kind of ebb away at our mental state, right? Like just the tyranny of what's urgent and, and pressing. And when I give into that urgent uh, tyranny, uh, tyrant, I, I become more quickly drained and more uh, just easily more irritable. Like I, I'm just not pleasant to be around, you know, and so I have to learn to prioritize in my life what's important. And, and quite frankly, you know, just without any abandonment or, or apology, for me, the biggest thing that's important to me is, is my faith. And I don't say that because I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm a reverend or, or, you know, man of the cloth or anything like that. I just say that as a, as a man, as a brother, as, as a husband, just a, a person, my faith is the most important thing uh, about me, my faith in God. It's, it's the filter by which I see all of life through. You know, everyone kind of interprets life through a particular filter, right? And so 
depending on what kind of filter you're using, whether it's ambition or, or you know, pain from your past or hope for your future, whatever it is, uh, you, you kind of interpret life circumstances through that filter. And for me, uh, my faith in God becomes the primary filter by which I interpret all of life circumstances through. And so when I, when I, so what, what that, I guess what that means, let me just clarify, what that means is I'm always asking the question, God, how are you seeing this? You know, like in, in my prayers and in my, just sort of my quiet space and my thought life, I'm asking the question of God, God, in this present circumstance, how are you seeing things? Uh, because if I'm able to see things from sort of that transcendent perspective, get my eyes up a little bit above the waters that, that, that want to drown me out, I'm able to put things like worry and anxiety in its proper place because I'm seeing it from a, from a higher level. And so uh, my faith filter and, and how God sees uh, the circumstances of my life becomes of utmost importance. And then shortly thereafter, that is my marriage and my family. Uh, that's the next thing that is most important to me. When my marriage is rocky, uh, 14 years, they've been happy years. They, they have been. But we've had uh, you know, turbulent times and, and all those kinds of things. And uh, when my marriage is out of whack or my family dynamic is not uh, in sync, man, my, it takes a toll on my personal mental health. And so um, you know, I always tell young couples who are going into ministry, Guys, remember, your first and foremost ministry is to your family, even before your church family. I heard one pastor say it this way, I would much rather uh, be a hero in my own home than a hero in my church home. And I love that I, because to me, that just prioritizes, again, I know, Eric, you're a big family guy like that. That is, for me, the most important thing uh, right under my faith in God. And then the last thing I'd say, uh, most important thing to me, it sounds trivial, but it's actually not, uh, is, is my day off. I guard my day off. Uh, my day off is Friday. And uh, uh, here's the way I see it. If God needed to rest on the seventh day after creating all the universe, I probably should rest every once in a while, you know, and so, uh, you know, I work it into my weekly rhythm and my routine every Friday. I don't touch work. I don't get near work. I don't, I don't schedule appointments or meetings or anything like that. I don't answer emails. Um, uh, Friday is my complete day off. And, and so um, I use that time to do things that recharge my battery, uh, go for a hike with my wife. Uh, we often do a, a, a coffee a date during the day. And, you know, just finding those moments to, to really make most of, of life. And, and I love just the center for victory, like a, just make, trying to go for that victorious living lifestyle that, you know, I just, you can't do that if you don't have a day off incorporated into your weekly rhythm. And so I, I say that's how I, I manage my own personal health, but really prioritizing um, what's, what's really important for me in my life. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I would agree with that because a lot of times, especially what you said initially about what, what is a priority, because if you don't know what the priorities are, then you don't know how to make decisions. You're making decisions on everything that's urgent. And that's where people go back and say, I don't have time. I'm drained. They're burning the end of, of both ways, you know, and it's just too much. So yeah, getting into this second question, 
Um, what would you say are some important factors to getting your mind right and maintaining a healthy mental state? Yeah. Um, there's so much there. There's so much I could say. Um, you know, it, it almost seems as though every counseling session or every meeting I have with a college student somehow comes back to this piece of getting, helping college students get their mind right and, and maintain a healthy mental state. And, and, and the thing that, that I always seem to come back to, whether it's a college student or Quite frankly, it, it, I could be sitting across uh, the table from a 50-year-old man and, and still be dealing with this issue, it, is paying attention to your self-talk. Yeah. You know, oftentimes the greatest enemies aren't the ones out there. You know, they're the ones right in here. You know, it's the tape that replays the script that you play over and over again in your head that says things like, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you're not measuring up. You know, um, I'll just give you a quick example here. For me, in my life, you know, I grew up in a, um, a traditional Korean home. Um, you know, I, I was born here, raised here all my life in, in New York. And, um, uh, but, but my parents were uh, immigrants from Korea and they uh, had a strong work ethics and and they had it in their minds that their kid their son was going to be the smartest kid in the class you know like you're asian you're supposed to be smart you know like it's like one of these things where but eric i gotta tell you i don't know what happened i wasn't born with that gene i, I wasn't born with straight a's that just that just wasn't my thing and, and so when i would come home with my grades my parents would often say without you know, any evil intent or anything like that, but they would say things like, why aren't you getting grades like your friends, your, your other friends, so-and-so? And, and by the way, you know, growing up in a small Korean community, I had a lot of other Korean friends, Asian friends who were all born with that gene of straight A's. They all, they were, they were just crushing it. And I just wasn't, I was struggling. I was a solid C student, you know? And so, um, over time, you, you start hearing things like that long enough, you start adopting this personal script in your mind that says, well, dang, maybe, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not as bright as maybe I should be. And, and you start thinking that there's something wrong with you. So much to the point where as a 20-something, as a 30-something year old, you walk into a crowded room and you're starting to measure up the room by people's intellect. And you're starting to say, now who... Who's the smartest person in this room whose shadow I'm going to be hiding in in this, in this way? And, and that's all. Here's the crazy thing. No one else is thinking that. It's all in here. It's like it's my self-talk that, you know, that just screams so loud oftentimes. And so, like, I, I think for me, you know, I got to I gotta make sure I'm paying attention to, to my self-talk and, and how I remedy that. Uh, then becomes surrounding myself with the right kinds of voices. Um, if I had, you know, some negative voices that created these scripts, uh, whether it was intentional or not, I've got to find ways to refute those lies because that's really what they are. They're lies. Um, and, and find the right kinds of voices uh, that would speak truth into my into my world you know and the bible has a ton of things to say about this you know proverbs wisdom literature whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm you know so so don't roll with dummies because you're going to do dumb things you know and and, and you know first corinthians i think it's a uh, 15 you know bad company corrupts good character and so 
surround yourself with the right kinds of voices. And, and over time, you're going to start finding new scripts being formed in your mind. And Eric, I got to tell you, the coolest thing for me as a college uh, campus minister is coming across a student year one as a freshman and, uh, and, and, and seeing them through four years of college and seeing how their scripts in their life and their self-talk changes. Uh, they, they're no longer driven by the lies that, that have been implanted into their lives, um, but, but now they're starting to believe a certain kind of truth about themselves that actually helps them launch into a much better mental state of mind and uh, a spiritual state uh, at that. And so I, I, that's, that's how I would say, you know, those are some important factors, I think, in getting your mind right. Pay attention to your self-talk, and, and then once you do, surround yourself with the right kinds of voices that will speak some truth into your, into your world. Absolutely. I heard it said like this before. It's not what everybody else says about you that's true. It's what you say about you that's true. That's, you, you, you're the one who's going to go to sleep at night with you. You know, you got to be at peace with yourself and what you say to yourself. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So um, next question here, what do you do when your normal routine is thrown off? You know, how you stay mentally strong and engaged when life's abnormal? I mean, this is abnormal times. This is weird. We had to bring our kids home. You know, Josiah's used to that big old campus up at Penn State. He comes back to the, the little old country town. And, <laughs> but, you know, what do you do? They, they got back into their routine pretty well, but some people I don't think still yet are there and we're well into this. So what do you do when your normal routine's thrown off and how do you stay mentally strong and engaged when life is abnormal? Yeah, that's, that's so hard, Eric. I mean, uh, you know, uh, for me, I, you know, I'm generally a, a goal driven productivity junkie. You know, if I'm not being productive, I'll fall into a deep slump and, it, and it's hard to get me out of that, you know? And, and so I've had to guard myself even personally during the season. And, and I, I think that's why campus ministry works well. So from works well for me and my makeup, because from August to May, it's just go, 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 you know, there's no stop. But when a pandemic hits your world, that go, go, go routine comes to a hard stop. And, and I think a lot of people are feeling that. Um, and, and they're not sure how to handle that. And I'll just say this, I, there's so much information out there and you could probably even Google, you know, how to maintain strong mental health during quarantine season. And you could, you know, there's all kinds of great information out there. So I don't, I don't claim to have the single greatest answer for how to handle the season. But, um, but for me, I, I have found creating a series of, of mini goals has, has been tremendously helpful because I'm so productive driven and goal driven and, and do, 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 go, go, go. Uh, I've got to set up little mile markers along the way to know that I'm actually making some progress. I'm actually moving towards something. I'm not, I'm not at a standstill, uh, growing up in New York city, traffic was a way of life. You know, it just drove you nuts, you know, but like emotionally, mentally, when you're stuck in traffic, like in your mental state, like that has a way of driving you nuts. And, and so for me, you know, I've, I've had to, uh, create new patterns and rhythms for my life in uh, daily, weekly patterns in hopes to provide that same kind of productivity and, and progress-driven mentality. And so, for instance, every morning I get up with my wife and I work out with her uh, together. We work out together in the basement. And, uh, and, and I got to say, just the act of physical exercise is enough to keep the mental bugs away. I mean, it's just, 
it, it, mind, body, and spirit. I mean, God created us holistically. And, uh, and so, yes, read your Bible, pray, and all those things, but also get your blood moving. Go, go outside for a walk and, and, and move around. And then, and then depending on the day, you know, for me, I'll have various Zoom meetings to stay connected with people. That's important to me and important in my, in my field of work. And, um, and then on top of that, on days like Mondays and Saturdays, uh, which is why, you know, I couldn't schedule uh, an earlier Monday time, uh, a good chunk of my day on Mondays and Saturdays is used up uh, um, by distributing food and groceries to people in need in our community. Um, as a side note, if you want to find ways to stay mentally strong and healthy, do something for someone else. Yeah. Go, go like do something that is adding value to someone else's life. Man, it, it'll recharge your, your mental state like never before. And, um, and so, you know, I've been doing things like that, spending a lot of time with our boys, getting outside, working on a little project. We just built a little fire pit in our backyard together the other day and, you know, finding little, again, mini goals. It's not a lot, just these mini goals to, to, to kind of trigger your mind and, your, and just jolt your mental state to say, okay, life is not at a standstill. I'm actually making progress and, and, and making some movement here. Um, and, and I'll just say this one last piece, Eric. I think, I think perspective goes a long way. You know, I found myself constantly telling myself throughout the season, this isn't forever. You know, this, this, is, this too shall pass. And, and some things may look indefinitely different after this coming out of this pandemic. But uh, in terms of this concentrated season of like isolation, social distancing, quarantine, all of this, it's going to pass and it's not going to be forever. And, um, you know, just, just having that little bit of a perspective shift uh, has helped my mental state in a big way. I know I said last thing, but I, I just keep thinking of things. <laughs> just, 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 just with the mind of a preacher, you know, I just keep talking. I, so interrupt me, stop me, say, stop. But um, this is one last thing. I, I have, I've learned this over the course of my life, and it's a lesson that I try to teach our college students, um, and it's not even a, original to me. Um, it might have been Stephen Covey or someone, I, I don't know, but just the, the value of being proactive versus reactive, yes. right? Like, I think that's just so valuable, especially during a time like we're in right now. We can either react to being uh, stay at home orders. We could react to, you know, the, the news media and, and outlets that we're seeing and we can react to like, we, it's so easy to react in a season like this. It's not as easy to be proactive, but I think that's the key uh, to, to maintaining mental health and, and strength and fortitude during this time. Um, you don't, you don't accidentally get strong. Like physically, you don't, you know, it's just stumble into physical strength. You got to work out, you got to eat right and exercise. And, and I think it's the same way with mental health and strength. Uh, you got to be proactive. And so find creative ways, find, just, just try a bunch of stuff out, man, experiment and, and see what gives you life and energy and excitement and joy. So um, uh, that's what I say. I, I think there's so, again, so much I can say on that, how to handle this weird time that we're in, but uh, those are some ways that I've been handling this time. Yeah, I mean, the big piece there, and you saw me nodding my head quite a bit when you said that, because I'm a big believer in when, if you want to get out of a funk, get your attention off yourself and give it to somebody else. That's it. There's so much science around it. I mean, but even, even that, I mean, but there's just so much to that. And I think at this time to not, 
not be so selfish to be more selfless and, and really get out there and give. And it doesn't have to be. Some of us don't have money or, or things like that. It could just be giving of our time, our energy, or in some cases, like, you know, we've been doing a lot, just listening. That's it. That's yeah. it. So last thing I want, sometimes we leave with a favorite quote or motto or something. And I know you all have one in your house and I love it. So can you share it before we, we end this podcast, please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> practical i love practical practical i'm with you eric man if it ain't, if it ain't practical i don't want it man um yeah a, a motto that my wife and i live by that we preach that we you know is simply deal with your stuff deal with your stuff and what i mean by stuff is deal with the stuff inside here because if you don't it's gonna find its way eventually out there and uh you know it just you know, we, we tell our students, don't, don't go around crapping on people. Like, deal with your crap. Like, deal with your stuff. Deal with, what, deal with your junk uh, so that you don't put your junk on other people. And, because, quite frankly, here's what I believe. As a, as a follower of Jesus and as, as a Christian man, and um, I believe that, that God has put me on this earth to add value to people. And, and I can't add value to people if all I'm doing is spewing out my junk and my stuff. Like, and so, and so, so much of um, dealing with your stuff is, again, managing your self-talk and, and bringing that before God or processing that. Like, if you're a person of faith, you know, do that. If you're not, find other ways to kind of process through what's going on up in your headspace and, um, you know, soul care, like taking care of, of what's inside here gauging gauging your your joy meter you know like are, how joyful are you you know quite frankly i believe christians are to be the most joyful people on the planet you know like we've got the most joyful news unfortunately christians get a bad rap you know like we're, we're seen as anything but joyful and i just don't believe that that's who we're called to be and so how's your joy meter you know like taking inventory of what's in here so that when it actually comes to the mission of adding value to the world and adding value to people we can actually do that because we've done the work of dealing with our stuff. And so that's, that's in a nutshell, deal with your stuff, man. <laughs> I like it because every point that you made, every question that you answered, you can go back and attribute that motto to. So that's it. That's it. See, I, these aren't just answers, man. Eric, I live this, man. This is, this is in me. So yeah, absolutely. Deal with your stuff. I really thank you for being on today. Uh, folks, that's all for today. I really hope you enjoyed this. I know I got a lot out of it. Uh, hopefully we can have you back at, at some other time, Dan. would love to have you back. Maybe you and your wife this time. Don't want to leave her out. Yep, yep. Uh, just make sure you leave a video, uh, the video like, and leave let a comment down in the comment section below, please. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe as well as the bell icon so you can get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, you can always reach us at centerforvictory.com. And just remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you soon.